0: Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans. Here on a Saturday, it is time for Busted Open Radio. I am your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, holding it down and in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. We got the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, stopping by. And we got a hell of a show for you guys out there today, including a wild story surrounding the one and only... Keith Lee, that's right. Keith Lee, rumored to be sent down to the Performance Center of WWE for some work. We're going to check in with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, to give his thoughts on that move and maybe calm down some of you pro wrestling fans out there and give some context to this Keith Lee story, including giving context. Coming up here on this show, we got one of the greatest villains in the history of pro wrestling stopping by, the Taskmaster himself. Kevin Sullivan talking about the debut of Sting in AEW. All sorts of great stuff, including the Keith Lee situation. Kevin Sullivan stopping by. Make sure not to miss a second of that. And also, it wouldn't be a Saturday show if we didn't give you the weekly winner. That was... In the week of professional wrestling, is AEW gonna take it after another solid week, or is SmackDown gonna continue their run at the top? Or hey, maybe Impact throws a curveball in there. Lots of great pro wrestling to get to in the week that was of professional wrestling. All you gotta do is sit back, relax, click play on that browser, and get it going. Let's go! Busted open on a Saturday. All right, we are back here on a Saturday. The Busted Open train rolling along. I'm Ryan McIlhenny. It's Tommy dreamer we're looking to talk to you the nation 877-344-4893 thoughts on smackdown who is your weekly winner and more coming your way throughout the next three hours all right tommy we'll get back to smackdown we will we will there's plenty to get to lots of good stories but in the last 24 hours there is a story that has really grabbed the attention of the professional wrestling world. It's all over social media. There was a report out from the wrestling observer Forbes picked up on it. Uh, a lot of people were talking, Tommy news, that a few talents on the WWE's main roster were sent down to the performance Institute to work on some things, what those things are. We don't really know again, it's just an initial report, but some of those names, um, included the likes of Dio Madden. Our, our big man, Otis, was uh, rumored to be sent down to the Performance Institute to work on some things. And uh, in, a, in a bit of a, of a shocker, which is really what got people talking, was uh, Keith Lee, Tommy. Keith Lee being sent down to the Performance Institute to get some work in. People had thoughts on that. People were in their emotions. Um, we will, I'm sure, hear from the Busted Open Nation throughout the three hours and their thoughts on on uh, you know Keith Lee getting sent down to the performance Institute. Listen, uh, Tommy, I, I don't know how you want to take this. I mean, we can yell about it. We can be upset. I don't think we need to do that because I'm sure the, the nation's going to do that plenty. I would rather look at it from the standpoint of, okay, let's, let's try to understand this. Let's assume the report is what it is and let's take it Keith Lee's uh, situation. Is there anything you see that you could work on and improve the Keith Lee? Is there anything that you could make me believe why this man would need any other work? Because as far as I'm concerned, you you think about Royal Rumble, think about survivor series. This is a man that has been highlighted uh, in very big ways on the main roster. It just, it it took a lot of people through a lot of people, I should say for a loop. And I wanted to get your
2: thoughts. Uh, There's two different trains of thoughts to think about this. If we go from college football, And you have this amazing running back. And actually this analogy that a a caller called in from uh, yesterday, but this guy has speed and needs to run on the outside because he gets that speed as he continues to run and he needs these blockers and finds these holes. That is the system that he comes from. But he's now drafted to a team and they say, run up the middle. Normally a run up the middle is for a bigger running back, a a bruising running back. That won't help that running back. You are now on a different platform with a different coach watching you.
0: Different system.
2: Yeah. Correct. That coach is also the owner. And if they want to do something with you, maybe for the future, maybe also to, yes, help because, first of all, everybody can improve. What was. What made Keith Lee so unique was the fact that he was so big and could do things that big guys or guys his size do not do. But you also need the right opponents to do that with. Right. If you look at what made Mike Awesome so awesome in ECW, you also had a bunch of crazy people that were willing to let him throw you from the ring to the floor with a powerbomb or do a sit-out powerbomb on an apron because he used to do it to me all the time through tables, sometimes through no tables. But then when he went to WCW, he was now in the land of the giants because in ECW, he was the tallest guy to work there. And then when he left, he wasn't made to be as special. So maybe it's to show you to go down there to make you be as special. Uh, Big Show has talked about it. Big Show used to do the drop kick off the top rope. He wanted to do it all the time, and they're like, "Are you kidding me? You do that against Hulk Hogan? You do that against somebody? You don't, you know?" I, <clears throat> I body slammed the Big Show, and he got in so much trouble for it because they're like, "You let him body slam you?" Because I didn't matter that way, and it was on a house show and we did it to entertain people and he even did it the great way where he charged me and i moved so that uh momentum and he turned around and i just it wasn't like i i couldn't pick him up if i didn't want to yes he helped me and yes i sold it like it was hulk hogan versus andre and i actually think i went for the leg drop i did go for the leg drop (laughs) and he kicked out because they weren't doing anything with mark big show at the time mark henry's another example of a guy who was on the road, who I don't want to say, and he'll, he wasn't getting it. And then something clicked in Mark. And he said it was the undertaker that helped him click. And Mark Henry literally, once that click, he became a bona fide money player in that company, as well yeah. as a, a Hall of Famer. For Keith Lee, <sighs> uh, when he came up, he was plucked out of the system too soon. He really was. For NXT, they did a disservice by pulling him out of NXT too soon because then he comes up, he has done nothing of merit or value since he's been called up. <clears throat> that's not on him. That's on creative. But then, yes, if there are holes in his game that your boss, coach, see, then, yeah, you're not going to get used. And so you have to, like we were talking about Carmella, they're going to make him go away and be forget Forgotten so he comes back with more umph. There I saw holes in his game as well. Okay. I saw this is not the same Keith Lee I saw in NXT. Why? Like I said for a lot of the reasons uh, and I'll give you I'll tell the nation this was Tommy ECW Tommy Dreamer the same Tommy Dreamer in WWE? No. It's a brand new system. At one point they had sent me, Stevie Richards, uh, Raven, Bill DeMott, all these other guys down to Cincinnati and OVW, which is, was their triple and double A affiliates, affiliates. And at first I looked at it like as a real demotion. And they looked at it like, hey, you could help the future of this business because we want your knowledge to go down to there. And plus we're paying you. So it's either get fired or go down there and help. Could they have pushed all those guys and done stuff with us? Absolutely. But they had too many guys on the roster that they were doing stuff. So they did send us down. Did I want to live in Cincinnati for two weeks? No, but I did because my job told me to. And there were some people who took it as a great demotion. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm getting paid the same amount of, of money. And my hotel, my rental car is getting paid for. It. So I'm down here in Cincinnati. It also made me better because then you're working with, um, I don't want to say lesser talent, but less experienced talent. And the only thing that separates the list of wrestlers that you've mentioned and Keith Lee is... The rest of those wrestlers never worked indies. Keith Lee did. So I think that's a little bit more shocking. Yeah. But that's where you go out and you hone your craft. That's where you go out and you say, hmm, maybe this works, maybe that works. You look at uh, Roman Reigns' feud right now with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens worked the indies. He worked Ring of Honor. He got, and then he got better when he went to the WWE system. Uh, You'll have your anomalies uh, like a Roman Reigns, but he's third generation. He knows what he grew up around wrestling.
0: He he was in the Indies when he was four years
2: old. (laughs) Yeah. And when he look at the guys that he had put when he first started, Dean Ambrose worked the Indies, Seth Rollins worked the Indies, AJ Styles worked the Indies, was a, was a top guy in impact wrestling. Well, went to New Japan. <clears throat> you need these different experiences so you know what gets over. Because trust me, uh, we have I've had seen some big guys go out there and do some amazing things with guys who are super duper smaller than them. And then you'll get the people. And I'm not saying not bump because I watch and I always go to it. Andre the Giant versus Jerry Blackwell. Andre the Giant sold his ass off when the time was right for Jerry Blackwell, who was five foot eight. Yes, he was wide, but he was short. And I watched Andre the Giant take a backdrop from Jerry Blackwell. And when everyone says, oh, I'm too big to take a bump, and I'll go, well, here's the biggest biggest guy in wrestling, and he took a bump for this person because he could because he was athletic. Same with Big Show. Should Big Show have taken a body slam from Tommy Dreamer on a house show? Did it change the landscape of his career or wrestling? Did it it shit all over the business? Absolutely not. It was believable. I literally did hold him up there and turned him and placed him nicely. But for what they wanted out of him, absolutely not.
0: Let me ask you this, because you talked about being sent down to OVW at your time and you know, with Raven. I mean, that's just it's astonishing when you think about some of the names that you just said, you know, getting sent down and, 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 and as you said, building to the next generation and the reasons that were given to you at the time. Uh, but you said some people took it as a hit, took a hit to their ego, took a hit to whatever they didn't. It didn't. It didn't sit well with them. Could. This news of these send downs and specifically surrounding mm-hmm. Keith Lee, do you think this could have been used as a motivational tool or a way for Vince to get a clearer window into their psyche? Meaning Tommy, do you think he could be picking and prodding to t- kind of get an idea of the talent he's working with to see if they can handle it demotion? Maybe, maybe Keith, like he didn't actually think Keith Lee needed to be sent down there. He was just doing it as a tester. Does, do you think things like that happen? Could you see that being a scenario?
2: No, they do. Listen, you do get tested for your egos. I haven't seen that in a while because most of the people coming up through the system. But back in the day, they would push people, push people and then stop because they want to see how they handle that. And there was people who handled it well. And then that push continued. But then there was other people who didn't. Yeah, that's why every- I asked. Listen, yeah. everything is great when times are going well. Yeah. But when times are not, it's how you handle that, that professionalism, uh, how that all, how that all happens. Those are things that, yes, were specifically done. I don't necessarily agree with it. But if you, again, this is not a uh, wins and losses don't matter. This is not, you know, it's, you could be the worst wrestler in the world. I don't even, the guy, what's the guy's name that stands behind AJ Styles? I don't even know his name. What's his name?
0: Uh, well, uh, it's not Doppikato because that's the big guy from underground. I I'm spacing. Omos. All, Omos. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes.
2: I do not know if that guy is a professional wrestler. I do not know if that guy knows how to wrestle. Right. When that guy does eventually do a move, it's going to mean something. But what I, if that guy can go and do a frigging, a Frankensteiner onto somebody, uh, it'll be amazing, but who's going to be able to take it? Right. I like to dive on people. I really do. I used to love to climb to the top rope and dive on top of a pile. You know who I would do it to Bubba and Devon and Big Dick Dudley, because there was three people that I knew would going to catch me and I wasn't going to get hurt Um, for where I'm going with this is you have to know your limitation. I'm not going to. Do- I did a dive. I remember on heat and that guy did not catch me. And I was just like, yup. Just because people say they're gonna be able to be there and they're like, oh, sorry, I you slipped. I was, you know, ECWs take pride in catching people. I learned a valuable lesson. I can't trust everybody because not everyone does the same. Because, you know, I actually did it on a, a live event and they didn't catch me as well, but I barreled into them. They had no choice, and then I literally saw them. I call it uh, alligator arms. You have your arms extended. and All of a sudden they go T-Rex arms. They go really, really short. Yeah, we've seen it. (laughs) And if I, I will go off on that because nobody likes to catch anybody anymore. And if that ever happened today, I literally would beat you up live on television if you did that to me. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the, again, different systems. I have seen holes in his game. I have seen him be slower and lumbering. And if that's because he's not working with somebody faster or someone who's because you got to understand, most people when they're in NXT, they're working their tail off because they want to get called up. And they're willing to do more risks because they want to get called up, as opposed is, to is it that
0: Tommy's is, is it is it that they're
2: willing or is
0: it they're not allowed on the main roster to work a higher pace, faster stuff, whatever you want to call it?
2: Like I said, does it did it hurt? the business. If in a house show in Texas that I body slammed <laughs> the big show, but if I did that on Sunday night heat, or if I did that on Monday night raw, when you're a Tommy dreamer, you're, you're not getting that push. The beauty of what we all talked about with Pat Patterson, he told you where you stand. A lot of times you're chasing this dangling carrot. Like I said, I did that. Well, I wrestled Brock Lesnar on all of his early matches. I Loved wrestling Brock Lesnar. I remember I picked him up for my Death Valley driver. He scooted out, F5, hit me with a shooting star press. One, two, three. Yeah. They went to him and Paul Heyman talked about it. He had other people in his ears because he could, just because he could do a shooting star press, doesn't mean he has to do it all the time. And then you saw the difference when he did it in the main event versus Kurt Angle, and he almost died doing it. Could I... And I was told, hey, you can't pick up Brock Lesnar. And I was just like, what are you talking about? I did. I carried and I held him on my shoulders. And they're like, no, 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 You can't. it doesn't make sense. I go, how does it not make sense? I'm six foot three, 250 pounds. I literally picked up a man and held him and squatted him. I can squat Brock Lesnar. They weren't telling me because I wanted them to say it. And that was, I was very, very always challenging because I was allowed to in ECW. But then I realized I'm in a different system. Yeah. But it is, I was told, well, you can't pick him up because we don't want you to. And I was like, cool, that's all you had to say to me. But don't say I can't do something when I just physically did it. (laughs) So again, different system. If Tommy Dreamer is wrestling Brock Lesnar for the shot at the title, they're going to go all out um, and they're going to do everything. But Tommy Dreamer didn't have those opportunities for them. And so if they want to bring these other guys in, Yes, Otis is, is an amazing performer, uh, amazing uh, in-ring perf- performer, great, but he hasn't worked those indies. At times I watch and I'm like, is he blown up in the ring? Is he winded? And that affects your offense. And if you're looking for these guys to be your future or, hey, you can now see why that money in the bank was not capitalized because somebody saw holes in his game. Somebody uh, somebody sees holes in Keith Lee's game and they want to do something more with him. You can take it for as a demotion if you want to get a crappy attitude or if you don't want to say like, I'm above this, you know what they'll say? Cool, see you later. And then they'll find somebody else who will. I wouldn't take it as a demotion. I would take it as tell me what you want me to do and let me do it. There was a time and Mark, he'll tell you, they told him you have to lose weight. It's affecting your performance. Same thing with the big show. I remember I was talking to, they asked me about this skinny wrestler who was pretty good uh, and I had just wrestled him. What do I think of this guy, John Moxley? And I said, man, he's good. He reminds me of Terry Funk and Dick Slater. He has these unpredictableness about him. I just wrestled him. This kid is really, really good. And they went to me and said, yeah, we're going to put him in developmental to let him get some meat on his bones because he was lean. If you remember, after, besides how long he worked, but well, there was a point when he was in WWE, he was probably the leanest he ever was in his career, but he's already then established and making money for them. So they're not going to say, hey, we need to send you back down to develop so you could put some meat on your bones because it wasn't affecting his performance. Nothing like that. It's, there's weirdness. But again, you, you can't always go and the internet will always go the negative. If you want to take it to the negative, trust me, you'll be out of a job. If you want it, someone's telling you to improve. Ryan, you've been doing this way longer than me. I know because I've listened to you. You're a perfectionist. You want to have the best show uh, possible. I haven't done this. I have tried to learn and be better when I come on this show as someone who's people are listening to what we say as I didn't go to broadcasting school. I didn't do it. I want to be better in everything. In every aspect of my life, I want to be better. And I think that's okay because, and if we have someone trying, hey, Ryan, you need to do this. Ryan, you need to pitch or, hey, Ryan, you're giving out the wrong phone number every day. You need to fix that or else guess what? They would replace you if you took the attitude. Well, I don't need to give the right phone number. Yes, you do. You need to appease your boss.
0: Right. And, and and I like the way you frame that, Tommy. And, and another thing is, is we talk about Keith Lee. I, I guess I would just say this. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we've all been in those situations, right, where you get news that you didn't like, especially on the professional front, or, you know, you're trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. If I was Keith Lee, I would... The way I would reckon with it, I would I would try to understand that, all right, I've been used in big spots already by Vince and the WWE. I just had a special on the WWE Network, right? I was face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. They believe in me. I, I would feel like this is more maybe game playing isn't the right phrasing but a test I would view it as a test this is the company testing me seeing if I can work it within their confines seeing what type of character and what type of person I am and I'm going to show them there is nothing they can throw at me that I won't overcome because I've already reached some of the highest levels in this company I've already been uh, had the spotlight put on me I want to see that continue so it is an interesting dynamic tone uh, tommy I don't know if it's I don't know if it's motivation I don't know if it's actually functional, as you said, holes in the game, whatever the case may be, but it certainly made waves.
2: Hello, SiriusXM. This is Pat McAfee. Starting Wednesday, my show is coming to Mad Dog Sports Radio. If you don't know me, here's a resume. I used to kick balls for a living. Sometimes I do comedy. I'm an undefeated professional wrestler except for one match. And I do a radio show where I'll entertain the living hell out of you with sports takes and some stories from my crazy life. The dumbest sports show to ever exist, the Pat McAfee Show. We're on weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern starting Wednesday on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however the hell you stream in your house.
0: Yeah, you hear the music, you know what time it is. It is time for one of the most evil, one of the most dastardly, one of the greatest villains in pro wrestling history. Joining us to start our two here on a Saturday, the one and only Taskmaster himself, Kevin Sullivan joining Busted Open right now. Kevin, how the hell are you doing? Thanks for joining Busted Open on a Saturday.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for a great introduction. And uh, at the beginning of the show, I was listening to the great rivalry between Boston and New York. Are you kidding me? The Jets, <laughs> the Jets. Hey, hey, is Joe playing this week? Because that's the only chance the Jets got.
2: <laughs> your, your Patriots just got smoked. You shouldn't even be mentioning
1: that's, their name. That's not the same team. Come on, we all know that. Um,
2: all but right.
1: right.
0: I love I love that we're kicking this off with some uh, good and back and forth ribbing uh, between the old friends between Tommy Dreamer and Kevin Sullivan. Uh, Kevin, I know you have known Tommy for a long time. Have you seen your buddy's beautiful man bun? I know it's 2020. You guys haven't been able to, you know, link up like you probably have in years past. But this guy, this guy has some serious hair going down. I mean, he's got a ponytail. He's got stuff in it. I can't even make it out. What do you think?
1: Anything
2: he can do to hide his face is an improvement, right? Wonderful. Wonderful. Listen, Ryan, him and I, when you say there's old school ribbing, no. There's no ribbing. He just does it, and I have to take it because I have that type of respect for him. (laughs) Okay, Because I have to go into young boy status, and even in my prime, he'd be like, yeah, you're pretty good, but you're the only baby face who has love handles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And foul bearing hips. (laughs) <laughs> well that's good to know it's good to know that the uh you know the respect is still there Kevin after all those years and I would imagine Tommy there's I mean there's still some fear right like you, you never really get over the fear that Kevin Sullivan brought an entire generation
2: Kevin Sullivan's the first person to ever uh, take me outside the ring and uh he hit me with a broomstick he then threw a wooden chair at me he beat me from pillar to post He then stepped on my stomach where I thought I was going to poop my pants. And at the end of the match, he's like, great match, kid! You did great. I was like, thank you, Mr. Sullivan. I appreciate it. He's come a long way
0: from there, hasn't he? <laughs> I, I I would say so. As I'm we really sit here passion. in 2020, uh, we're here with Kevin Sullivan, the one only Taskmaster. Kevin, I know you got an event coming up. I know it's a bit chaotic here in 2020, but you guys down in Texas, you're you're, you're making you're making do. You're putting on an event. You got SWE Fury. Got TV tapings going down tonight uh, for Christmas chaos. It's going down in Greenville, Texas, at the uh, Sixth Grade Center. Uh, Jim, you can get information at SWEFury.com. Kevin, listen, man, I know you got this event. Before we get to the event, what has this year been like for you, sir? I mean, I feel like you've seen it all in the business of professional wrestling, but I can also safely say uh, you haven't seen well exactly all of it because this year, like 2020, I mean, it's been wild for me. It's been wild for Tommy, everybody out there. But, uh, sir, again, I, I know you've been in this business a long time. Have you ever seen anything like 2020?
1: No, this has been uh, a watershed moment yeah. in not just the wrestling business, in history. I mean, this is crazy. And uh, I don't think they have the answer yet, you know what I mean? That's the problem. But uh, one thing is, there's a lot of good wrestling out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing, people in my generation usually poo-poo. Oh, God what are they doing? I'm sure, I'm sure Lutez and Pat O'Connor were rolling their eyes when Buddy Rogers started doing high spots, you know what I mean? It's an evolution, and if you don't change, you're a dinosaur, and we know what happened to the dinosaurs. And, uh, every company, like, uh, Tommy's thing, Impact, he's got a different twist on it. It's, right. It's really good. Uh, AEW, I mean, they're catering to a demographic that hasn't been catered to. So I look forward that once this virus is over, there's going to be a boom for not just one company, but three or four companies. There's going to be a boom. It'll be like going into, instead of going to the same restaurant you can go to four or five and it's going to be good. And, I'm glad to see that Tommy is involved in the creative because Tommy's a really, really smart guy. And uh, he has a different twist on wrestling. And uh, I, I like what they're doing and I like what almost everybody's doing. It's it's good.
0: It it is good. And, 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 uh, we'll get back to giving Tommy his flowers because, I mean, I'm sure he appreciated that. And, hey, anytime we can make the, uh, the innovator of violence feel good, I- I'm down for it. But, Kevin, you talked about the changes coming up after 2020, right? One of the things that and – and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because you, Kevin, relied – more so than a lot of other talents, right? You relied so much on that crowd reaction, being a consummate heel, being a consummate villain. Uh, after 2020, you know, when the fans start coming back in droves and and and, and 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 you know everything gets back to normal. I'm curious to how the fan and, and worker relationship is going to go because I Kevin I feel like the fans are going to appreciate the talent in ways they never did before and I really feel like the talent is going to appreciate the fans in ways that they never really thought of before. What do you think about all that? And that's
1: a great question because you're right. I I I I'm a huge baseball fan. I yeah. watched The only baseball game I watched was the seventh game of the World Series, and that was because of Mookie Betts. Uh, You know, it's like you look at them playing baseball and there's no energy. Mm -hmm. And wrestlers are no different than any other athlete. They feed off the energy in the house. And when the people come back, I think they're going to be revved up, too you know, just to get back to seeing some wrestling. So I think that this is going to be, a, a, rather than a negative, maybe, you know, they can't miss you unless you go away. Yep. So maybe this is going to be a thing where, hey, we better get out there and see, you know, if something could be something else coming around the corner. And I think they'll appreciate what the guys do a lot more. And I think the wrestlers themselves are going to appreciate the energy they get from the fans yeah. because you hit it on the head. And I don't have to tell Tommy this. He knows. He's a great babyface, but to be a great babyface, you have to have people crying for you in sympathy. and sympathy. The heel has to be beaten. You know, I always say, To be a knight in shining armor, you got to slay a dragon, not a salamander. And with no reaction, the heels, unfortunately, I'm not saying this disparagingly, but they're being like salamanders. There's no crowd reaction that they're the evil dragon. So Tommy can make those big comebacks. So I think you hit something on the head. The people are going to be more responsive. And I think it's going to also do this to the guys. You know, I hear negative stuff about them not selling enough and all this. It's a different time and a different era. But I think they're going to get there. They're going to be shocked after all these months of no fans. When they're down getting their ass kicked, they're going to see a different feeling. They're going to say, oh, boy, this is something we've missed. And it's going to be good for the wrestlers themselves.
2: Absolutely. And there'll be a nice
1: connection with the fans again. And I think we'll appreciate them more and they'll appreciate the wrestlers more.
2: You look at what happened with Sting coming back to AEW. And though there's uh, a handful of people in the audience it was such an amazing organic surprise of this eruption when he happened um, <clears throat> that is surely missing. And then for, you know, old school is, you know, how you could tell if something's working like we are talking before, you know, and in Kevin's era, he fed his family off of the house. If, and they knew what angles were working because people were in attendance. And the thing they did the one week, if it bombed, then people wouldn't come the next week. It's different right. because we don't have the tell. We we can go by television ratings. We can go by you know, and like I was saying before, you can try different things in this no fan era that may or may not work. Where we're talking about you know Carmella going out there and being a heel and taking on Sasha Banks, but it, it's you have to try all these different things now to see if they work for when everything opens up in the future. And Kevin is another person who was always. Thinking ahead, uh, because he had to, and it wasn't like, What are we going to do next week? It's like, Okay, how are we going to get to next year? And you yeah, know, there's not a lot of people, and that's why Kevin has been a booker and part of you know the Monday Night Wars that was there for a long, long time. The behind the scenes is because of his mind as well.
1: Well, thank you, Tommy, but you're absolutely right, uh, and you put it in a, a way that I hadn't thought about too much but you're absolutely right now's the time to put people in a position to see if they can carry the water up the hill and okay maybe it doesn't work but you don't have any people there and if you do get a reaction from a few like you said about sting you know once the people are in there and once they come up with something huge for him it's gonna get them over the hump quickly
2: absolutely and i think
1: and i think he's done a great job too
2: yeah uh i mean he he shows up unannounced and yeah. normally you'd want to say sting is going to appear that unannouncement of him just showing up gives you shock value and says because the moment it happens on social media everyone is now flipping the channel oh my god sting is in aew and then how do you promote it for the next week? Sting speaks for the first time. Guess what? That yep. did a pretty good rating. And that's how you have to, it's different pro- progress of how it used to be. But I learned it from Terry Funk and Kevin said the same thing. Terry Funk said, if you don't change with the business, the business will pass you by. And right. it still holds true. <laughs> and that's why I'm rocking an awesome man bun because I'm changing <laughs> my, my look.
1: But I'll give you another example how you talk about something organic, Tommy, uh, like Sting showing up unannounced. When Billy Jack was coming into Florida, they promoted him for four weeks. He's coming, he's coming and coming. So the day he was supposed to get there, he had car trouble or something. All during the show they're promoting, we're going to hear from Billy Jack, we're going to hear from Billy Jack. As they're getting... Two minutes left to go in the show. We They're here. Well, we don't know what the circumstances are, but something's happened to Bill Jack. He, he's not here. He's not going to make it, but hopefully he'll be here next week. Well, we didn't do much different than we did before. And the, we, were, we were starting to be the of ratings then. And it took a giant jump just the mystery of. What happened to him? Did this guy really break down? Did guys jump him or whatever? So things that you do organically sometimes, and I'm not telling you anything you guys don't know, the the people will tell you what they want. And sometimes, okay, if they had announced, the other thing, if they had announced things to me, they, in one way, I understand they're trying to get the best bang for the buck, but they put them on a level of, oh, we get this guy, we'll say I'm making them the name El Platico from Pluto is coming in. You make them the same as El Platico by advertising. Him not showing up, people go, whoa, I didn't expect that. Who's coming next? Who's coming next? Now they get the Shaq thing, and they, they're on a roll
2: they're on a roll yeah they're swinging for the fences every segment and you have to you you were a part of that uh where you every segment had to be a home run because you're up against something else i mean for them and they're doing a very very good job with the older audience but more importantly with the newer audience and you know another way to tell how that thing worked with sting because i mean if you think about what they did right away. Hey, Sting's going to be here for a while. Oh, yes, it's not like they're giving you all the information. His promo he went out there and we we discussed this uh on Thursday. He didn't say a lot, but by not saying a lot actually helps him because he's going to be there. And to prove that it also worked, his t-shirt uh set all records in one day. So right then and there, it's like, well, wow. we know we have something and then here like Kevin used to be able to say, well, my house is down. What do I got to do to get it back up? And now we don't have that. So it's like, Mm. well, we did a good rating the next week when we said he was going to be here. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we made a boatload of money on his T-shirts. Man, this thing could be working.
0: Kevin, I want to ask you. uh, Kevin, I want to ask you, and we're here with Kevin Sullivan. You just heard the words there from the one and only innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, as we're talking about AEW, right? And as we're talking about the return of Sting, Uh, Kevin, listen, I feel like this is a really integral kind of point in professional wrestling history i really want to get your thoughts on it right kenny omega showing up on impact uh the, 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 there's cross branding happening there is possibilities abound right tony khan was on impact on tuesday cutting that promo with tony shivani where he said hey you know uh, who knows what might happen i might buy impact just by him floating that idea and showing up on different promotions like there's so much going on right now in the world of pro wrestling Again, uh, people showing up on different shows. Where do you think this goes? Where do you want to see it go? And and how do you feel about what's uh, uh, you know unraveling right now in the pro wrestling world?
1: I think it's it, it creates such a buzz. Yeah. Uh, before we used to be in uh, blocks, okay. WWE, NXT, uh, Ring of Honor, Impact, and then AEW. Nobody got out of their own lane. Now they're crisscrossing, not only crisscrossing lanes, they're car crashing into one another <laughs> where people are saying, oh, what happened? Anything happened last week? Oh, yeah, an impact. What do you mean? Uh, Omega showed up at Impact with Tony Khan. What's going on? He's going to buy the company? You know, the more you talk about uh, back in the day, you know, Bonham and Billy." Uh, P.T. Bottom once said, I don't care if they spell my name wrong in the paper as long as they put my name in the paper. Uh, it's that kind of thing. you got people now anxiously watching how this crossover is going to work. And who knows how far this could go. This could go because the younger guy younger guys in the office uh and tommy tommy impact and his connections in wwe who knows we could see a match from impact on nxt or vice versa and it's gonna engage the people you know uh We could have a massive show like a Super Bowl of, we'll say, 12 matches and, you know, uh, how many matches you want to take from each company, uh, one against each other. It, It freshens up the game, too, because this is no disrespect to anybody, but we have had guys on TV who are fabulous workers. But they've turned baby face, they've turned heel, they've turned baby face, <laughs> they've turned heel. is following that same formula for decades. Now this formula is out the window. It could be, it could be anybody showing up at any place and either being a heel or a baby face in one place and a heel, heel in the other place. So I think it's going to be very, very good.
2: And, and Kevin, you know it's funny, and and I said it, and I purposely said it uh, on the air. It's like, hey, this could blow up, and it mainly blows up because of egos. I know you were a part of that, um, where you know you're you're from many generations of wrestling, and like I'm watching 1983 Mid Atlantic, and they have Mean Gene Okerlund with the AWA banner, and they're talking to Wahoo McDaniel, and he's coming back to the Mid Atlantic area and they said he's up and you know, working in the AWA. No one ever said, well, you know, we have to make sure the AWA is said at least five different times. Back then it was everyone was working or I literally am watching on the WWE Network, uh, they're doing a 20 a year old one man gang with Sir Oliver Humperdinck as his uh, manager and he's doing the body slam challenge and they're showing footage from WWF Andre the Giant and when the Giant comes into town, you have to be there. And not yeah. once did it say, well, my guy has to beat this guy or this happens or that happens. And everybody, you you lived it. Everybody was making money. Thousands of men and women were wrestling in Florida alone seven nights a week. And then you'd go up the road and they're doing the same in Georgia. They're doing the same, uh, you know, if you make a left and you go into Bill Watts's territory, Every all these wrestlers are making, and when they got stale, like you said, instead of turning heel babyface three to four times, they left. They went to Portland. They went here. They went there, and it kept them fresh when they came back.
1: Right, and when I broke in, believe it or not, there were thirty-seven territories, and like you said, I guys would finish up in Georgia, and uh, on a Monday in Augusta, and Tuesday they'd be in Tampa wrestling for the Florida office or vice versa, or go over to uh, the Pensacola office and not even miss a day off. And the thing was, as you said, Tom, it kept him fresh, too. You, you know, I, I, I'll to tell you a story. Sami and I are huge, Dusty Marks, huge. Right. But. Once in a while, Eddie would come to Dusty and he would call either Barnett or
0: Vince
1: or Watts or even Fritz and say, hey, I got to get Dusty out of here for a while. It isn't that his drawing power is going down. I can't, it's a log jam. I can't get anything else over but Dusty. So he was smart enough to get Dusty out of there Maybe the households would go down a little but opponents would be made for dusty. Younger baby faces would be made to move up to the card to carry the weight and it worked out fine. So I think this what you're talking about is gonna be a real boom period and hopefully as as it starts to be this crossover the virus will be gone. And if, if, it, if it's gone, then look out. Katie by the door. I think Russell is going to come back in a huge way.
0: Great stuff from the one and only Taskmaster himself, Kevin Sullivan. If you want to catch Kevin, he's going to be out in Greenville, Texas, tonight at SWE Fury. They're presenting Christmas Chaos. Got a gang of TV tapings going on down there. You can check it out at SWE E Fury.com. And they also got a new app, SWE Fury ringside. So go out there, check that out on the app store, Google play, wherever you get your apps, make sure to do that. Kevin, it was a pleasure talking to you. I know it was a chaotic 2020, but yeah, hopefully there is some light at the end oh. of the tunnel and mm-hmm. it was bad. It was great to get your insight in. And, and yes, a chaotic year, but as we said, hopefully a very historic year. So again, we really appreciate it. Kevin Sullivan. Thank you.
1: Hey, Tommy, before we leave, I had the pleasure last night of sharing a room with one of your dearest friends, Andrew Anderson. He fought and screamed all night. He clogged the (laughs) toilet. But other than that, it was a lovely evening.
2: You should have stabbed him with the spike.
1: (laughs) What's what's going on, Tommy? How you doing?
2: (laughs) What's up, Andy?
1: We're having a good time over here, man. It's going to be a good show.
2: Be safe. Yes, yes. Good talking to you. See you, man.
0: There you go. There you go. Andy Anderson, Kevin Sullivan, meeting up with the one and only Tommy Dreamer here on a Saturday. Again, Kevin, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes. Best of luck tonight and with the event at SWE Fury, the one and only Taskmaster, man. Tommy, I feel like we could talk to that man. Well, you have been talking to him for 30 years, but I could feel like I could be talking to him for 30 hours. Lionel Messi has officially told Barcelona he wants to leave the club. The biggest name in soccer is on the move. Lionel Messi has brought the club to their knees. What went wrong at Barcelona? For three years, he's seen this team dissolve like an Alba in a glass of Newcastle brown eel. What's next for Lionel Messi? From a footballing viewpoint, Italy's the best place for it. Follow this true tale of international intrigue every day on Sirius XM FC 157.
2: The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner.
0: Man, Mark Henry, you got the, you got more hair. You got quite the, you got quite the hairdo, Mark Henry. Okay, what no, I do. Mark- no, no. <laughs> that's what he does no mark henry today here on a weekly winner hour three getting going we got the innovator of violence tommy dreamer holding it down for the world's strongest man mark henry the mvp right now of busted open tommy i was just as we get ready to have weekly winner i don't know if there's a better man for weekly winner this week because i don't know if there's anyone who's watched more wrestling than you have especially on yeah, wednesday
2: <laughs> i watched um I think I said it on the air. I watched yeah. Final Resolution um, Screener, which was two hours and 45 minutes. I watched NXT, AEW, and an hour of Mid-Atlantic Wrestling all in one day. That's I consume a lot of content of wrestling. I watched three hours on... Monday, I watched two hours on Tuesday. I watched seven hours and 45 minutes on Wednesday. And I watched uh, two hours on Thursday and two hours on Friday. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a connoisseur of pro wrestling. Well, good thing you like pro wrestling. Good thing you love pro wrestling, Tommy, because uh, we got a
0: lot to get to, and we got a lot to get to right now. It is weekly wintertime, whereas we like to say, well, we, but we really just, we're, we're stealing from Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you are last, Tommy Dreamer. And, man, this week, it was, here's what I like about this week, especially in the confines of the last couple months where I feel like it has just been SmackDown kicking the teeth in of the professional wrestling world every week. Like, I, I mean, we can talk about the other shows, right? But every, for the last, like I said, for the last few weeks, I feel like I've been coming on this show all sans last week when it went to AEW for me still went to SmackDown for Mark which caused as I said a mini riot on social media but uh, Tommy it felt like just week after week it was going to SmackDown 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 the clear and away best show in professional wrestling I gotta be honest with you Tommy this week I don't feel like there was one show that jumped off the page I just feel like every show was really solid and, 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 and I'm including uh, your show Impact in that because Impact getting a massive boost this week being intertwined in the world of a ew and all this stuff happening it was just a really exciting time in pro wrestling right now but again for this week i didn't feel like one show jumped above the fray necessarily uh i felt like every show was just really good i'm curious to get your thoughts uh
2: the biggest winner was the fans because they got to see one hell of a week of wrestling i did not hate i did not hate monday night raw me either um impact i enjoyed because i got to watch it as a first time viewer because Don Callis kayfabe me on a lot of the segments and I didn't get to see him until I saw him live. (laughs) AEW was a really, really good show. NXT, a very, very good show. And SmackDown again, solid as solid can be. If I have to pick a winner, I would pick, and this is a tough one, but I would go by statistics Okay, let's And hear I'm not uh, from the money ball era, but I would go from statistics and I would go from the momentum for AEW for them just hitting unopposed the million. They went over a million. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't done that since it was unopposed. The fact that NXT delivered and delivered such a strong show and they had that many people watch their product. I feel that is a clear cut winner. And like we were saying with Kevin Sullivan, they swing for the fences yeah. and I don't think they had any misses. And I know some fans didn't like the Shaq, Brandy Road stuff and everyone's oh so super critical. That was the most watched thing that they did that day. And there's legs and they set the table for the future. They set the table with um don callis kenny omega they set the, the table with sting and they set the table with uh shack they just told us very very few glimpses of what's going to happen which makes me want to continue to tune into it so that's for me would be my winner with smackdown being a very very close second and nxt very, being a very very close third
0: i like it i like it i'm gonna look forward to hearing from the nation and they get their thoughts on weekly winner 877-FIGHT-93, 877 4893 We'll be talking to you as the hour goes along. And yeah, I, I, that's, that's where the issue that I'm running into Tommy is that I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to like kind of almost nitpick here from the standpoint where I think like the best shows of the week, I do think they were AEW, NXT and SmackDown, right? Like, and, and honestly, I, I don't I I would put Impact really close there and I, and the reason I put Impact there is I'm a Vegas mark. <laughs> right Tommy, you guys mentioned it actually in the broadcast on uh, Tuesday night the, the 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 main event of Impact obviously leading into uh, your uh, final resolution going down tonight on Impact Plus was the match between Chris Bay and Moose taking on Rich Swan and Willie Mack. I love that just because three fourths of that main event were essentially all FSW future stars of wrestling pretty much stalwarts here in Vegas. So I, 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 I enjoyed that from that standpoint. And Tommy, you basically got on impact on Tuesday, the promo that Don Callis and Kenny did on Wednesday. So impact that the meat of that conversation really happened on Tuesday.
2: Yeah. Um, I, listen, you live in Vegas. Yes. My favorite part about when I go to Vegas, and I know people are gonna be seeing gambling and Bubba's gonna get on me. It's but it's the buffet. Oh, and absolutely. I'm gonna tell you why it's the buffet. <laughs> because I walk in there and I get an overload of oh my god, look at all this great food. And it's like I could I could eat Mexican food over here. Oh my god, they have Chinese food. I haven't had Chinese food. and then oh, prime rib. I haven't had prime rib since a wedding. Oh, that was a great wedding. They have fish, pasta, sushi bar. I love going there because I get quality food and I get whatever I want. And it's all these different things that I haven't thought of or wanted in so, so long. And then for me, this week had that for professional wrestling. It had you know, Oh my God. Okay. I can't wait till Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, this has never happened before where another person's going to show up and they're going to talk about, I can't wait to watch it on Tuesday. And then, Oh wow. I got that. That prime rib was really, really good. And then Wednesday. Wow. I have, I've totally forgotten that like sting and what Shaq is coming. Oh my, Oh wait, Chris Jericho, (laughs) he's going to deliver some good stuff. And we're going to have this really good, you know, uh, I don't know if I like this style, but this young bucks, uh, match in the beginning is, Oh my God, the athleticism, of. give you so much and then nxt wow they're starting off with an ozzy osbourne uh, song oh, this is so cool they're coming off of war games what a great show the flow of the show is super duper cool and then i have to deal with uh smackdown and smackdown delivery. it's you you got a buffet as a wrestling fan you got a buffet of great shows and you will be super happy you will be super full And by the time Monday rolls around, you'll be like, oh, I'm so, I can't eat like that ever again. And then it's like, oh, wait, I have, I'm still here on vacation. I get to watch something else and you could feel like crap. And you may, that happen may happen on Monday, but then you get to look forward to Tuesday and uh, Wednesday again.
0: Well, I gotta be honest. That's a record. It has taken the Saturday show a little over two hours to get to the food talk, but we did it. We got the buffets. We are here. Uh, and then you got me. Now you got me thinking. I got to be honest. We're going to pause weekly winner just for a quick second to talk about buffets. I, you are right, Tommy. I am in Vegas. It is the buffet capital of the world. I love buffets. I've always uh, been shocking, right? We're the buffet boys here on a Saturday, but You know, with COVID and the pandemic, you know, uh, buffets have taken a a huge hit. We don't know when they're going to come back, if they're going to come back. I don't think they're going to. I know, Tommy. And that realization has now left me with buffet buyers' remorse. Now all I can think about are years past and how. I used to frequent buffets. And this clicked with me about six months ago when we were going through the pandemic and I realized buffets are probably aren't coming back. I had the option going to buffets all these years. I didn't even know, need to go to the prime rib or the shrimp cocktail or anything. Tommy, I could have paid $18 and went straight to the desserts. This whole time, pre-pandemic, I could have paid 20 bucks to go and eat all the goddamn cookies and ice cream that I wanted and I never took advantage of it. Do you know how disgusting that is? I didn't do it once i didn't just one time go to sunset station give them a 10 and go feed my fat ass with unlimited cookies and ice cream what a bum
2: things you appreciate it and if they're gone yeah listen i want to say i i you have a lot of realizations in life why i'm so passionate about professional wrestling and why i am the way i am it's because of loss i had something taken from me that in the well you never thought it would happen And it was ECW and the people love it and hold it into such that they still chant it uh, to this day and why I'm so appreciative and still love professional wrestling. And like I said, when I get bitter, I'll go put on the WWE network and I will put on something that I never saw as a kid. And I'll be like, this is why I'm a fan. And you can't get super critical, but it's because of something that I lost. And, I, you know, it, it's a, a weirder analogy um, with, you know, the buffets, but... Hey no, man. it's not. You
0: loved ECW like I love ice cream. <laughs> it's a, it's an actually a perfect app comparison, Tommy. It's wonderful.
2: In these times, <laughs> I always tell people, find your happiness. Also appreciate what you have. Like, if it's a nice day, go outside for a walk. Because for so long, where we're caught in the hustle bustle of life... You don't go outside and appreciate a nice little walk, and then now everyone's walking, doing things because you can't do stuff um, here in New York. Everything's getting shut back down. Uh, come Monday, right? Okay, cool. Uh, appreciate the times that you have because we don't know what this is going to bring. And my times that I have are with my family, my pets, and my wrestling. And besides that, you know nothing else is guaranteed. So enjoy it and don't be so super duper critical because we could be in a lot worse situation. Best
0: pro wrestling show, best radio show on the planet. We just tied in the closing of buffets to the loss of ECW, and it is... Amazing. And we were just talking about this, Tommy, with Kevin Sullivan in hour two. It, essentially, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? In terms of the talent appreciating the fans. And, and 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 honestly, I don't I can't speak to everyone, but the fans appreciating the events again. Tommy, I have been very lucky in my life. I live in a great city that has a ton of entertainment. I've been had access to concerts and sporting events and 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 pro wrestling moments and big pay per views and all that stuff, right? So much so to the point to where I, I was spoiled, Tommy. I did so much fun stuff that like, oh, uh, you know, seeing in flames or seeing Metallica for the 35th time or whatever. It was cool. It was really great. Like I always had a good time or, or going to, you know, uh, an FSW show or seeing a WWE house show. It was cool but it's going to be a whole lot more badass when all this is over. I am going to appreciate live experiences, concerts, wrestling, whatever it may be, buffets, hopefully, in ways that I never thought before. But all right, let's get back on track. You, you sidetracked me with the food, which is very right. easy to do, uh, very predictable here on a Saturday. But as we run through the list, I, I brought up Impact. Impact had a really, really solid show. Again, I, Again, I'm a FSW mark. I'm a Vegas mark, so that was cool to see my guys getting some shine on Tuesday. And then he had the promo with Omega and Callis mixed with some really good wrestling. I thought impact was as good as it's been in quite some time. NXT. I'm with you. Uh, Tommy really, really high end show. Uh, obviously anytime Pete Dunne, I'm a big Pete Dunne guy having that match with Killian Dane was awesome. Raquel Gonzalez and Ember moon putting it on each other. Champa and Cameron Grimes having a great match. I really enjoyed Wednesday, uh, but I, and again, SmackDown, a really good show, but there were, I felt there was something missing a little bit about SmackDown over the two hours. Like I loved what Carmella did. I loved what we saw in terms of the entire show. I thought Sami Zayn and Big E had a really solid portion of the show, but there was just a, it just wasn't the show that it has been for the last two months or so. And, and it was good. I just wouldn't categorize it as great. I don't know if there was anything that was particularly great this week. Everything was just really good, but I do have to pick, I do have to make a choice because if you're not first, you are last. And I am, I'm falling in line with you, Tommy. I, 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 I can't not acknowledge the momentum from last week right? With AEW, you got Sting. Sting shows up again this week. He has the moment with Tony Schiavone, which, I mean, if you're a WCW guy and you lived through that era, it's hard not to have that tug at your heartstrings. That was there. It was really solid matches. The main event with MJF and Orange Cassidy, that was fun. And 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 you know what? I got to bring this woman up, Tommy. Uh, uh, a character that I am endlessly intrigued by, that I can't get enough of, and frankly, that I haven't seen enough of. Abaddon, on AEW put that woman on my TV as much as possible she's unique she draws me in and she is there are very few terrifying people in pro wrestling maybe you throw the fiend in there you gotta put I saw Bully Ray talking about it you gotta put Abaddon on there for me uh, I gotta go AEW for weekly winner for for all of those reasons just just a little bit better than I feel like a lot of really good shows on the week that was so we both go all elite wrestling this week Tommy
2: Absolutely. And you said, and what makes Abaddon so unique? Not because you're a Satan worshiper with that t-shirt you're wearing today. It's because she's different and being different makes you stand out. Yep. And if I could turn it all back around to the Keith Lee stuff, Keith Lee is a different athlete. Keith Lee is a different person, especially in NXT. We want to see that difference uh, for him. And that's why, you know, he was trending. And when we talk about all this stuff, We're not talking because it's gossip. It's talking about because it's a trending worldwide. For me, straight up, Impact Wrestling, huge home run, trending worldwide opposite an NFL game. Massive. And that is a home run for them. AEW, trending worldwide, and then getting the ratings that they did. SmackDown last night, trending worldwide. We are in – we're having a, a discussion about missing buffets but during all this, and I say this all the time, what's so great about professional wrestling, the world literally has stopped. Everyone's talking about shutting down all this stuff. Wrestling is not. If friggin' Impact Wrestling has to wrestle in my backyard, we're going to wind up wrestling in my backyard. Um, tonight, we have final resolution where there's three matches. The main event, Chris Bay versus Rich Swan, literally is a match of the year candidate. And I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest wrestling matches you'll ever see. And it just is a beginning for Chris Bay, Uh, Rosemary and Deanna Perrazzo. First time they ever met. We didn't know that until uh, they finished the match. And I was like, man, this match was great. It was like first time they ever wrestled together in singles. And it was like, what? And Carl Anderson versus uh, Ethan Page, where I was like, I totally forgot that Carl Anderson was a great singles wrestler
0: Yeah, because (laughs) he's
2: been a tag wrestler for so long. And I was like, this is why the guy went to the New Japan uh, yep. Climax Tournament uh, for for the longest time, G20. and he went to yeah. the semi the, the semifinals. Yeah. And then, you know, we also have Ring of Honor uh, doing their stuff today. That there's so much good stuff in professional wrestling going on. Again, this show is just touches parts of it, but we talk about it because this there are things that are trending in the world, and to talk about the craziness of our world that wrestling is trending number one in our world. That's cool because it's our job to entertain.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And, and, and yes, all the trending shack on Wednesday night, sting coming back in a world, uh, a universe, right? You got the WWE universe, but the rest of the professional wrestling universe is becoming quite interesting. Is this going to be, you know, the Avengers of the world, teaming up against Thanos. You saw that meme on uh, uh, Twitter. If you did social media, I mean, there's a lot of excitement and there's a lot of unknowns, but damn it, the unknowns are as part is partly what makes it so exciting, right? the unveiling seeing what is next i could ask tommy i'm sure tommy's got some insight on where this aew impact wherever this is going but i don't want to know i don't want to text tommy and know i want to be surprised this is an exciting time in pro wrestling history and we are very fortunate to come here every week and to chop it up with you that's right six days a week here on busted open